I think over the last several months, many of us have had a chance to reflect and maybe meditate on some things that we typically wouldn't do. Um, and, that, and that's probably different for each one of us. You know, I came in one evening, and as we were praying before dinner one night, and I prayed that, that God would give us patience. And after that prayer was finished, I remember Deidre and, and Breely just laughing about that. And it wasn't a laugh of disrespect. It was because they said, you must have known the day that we had. And, you know, I kind of joined in with that. It had been tough. The things that we faced, the things that we dealt with, the decisions that we'd had to make, it was all different for each one of us. And as I think of patience, I think we have a concept that God expects of each one of us. And as I studied about this situation or, or that, that concept, it became more and more clear that throughout time, throughout God's people, they were expected to exercise patience in all that they did. If you think back to all God has asked of us, patience is required uh, to be successful, especially when it comes to dealing with our fellow man. That's something that's expected from each one of us. In 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4, we read there, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant. You know, the very first explanation of that or the description of love is patience. We have to exercise patience with one another. And if you go further up in that chapter, it talks about all of these other things. You know, you can give your body to be burned, but if you have not love, you have nothing. And patience is a part of that. And I think as we read about these things, we, we quickly see that it's a concept that expects, it is expected of each of us. You know, if I love my wife, then I'm patient with her. And if I love my neighbor, then I am patient with him. And if I love my fellow man, then I show patience toward him. It's all a part of that. You know, relationships simply require patience. They just do. And as we read through the Bible, we see a book of relationships. It's relationships between man and man, a man and his wife, a man and his congregation, his community. All of these different relationships that require different label, levels of patience one with another. And so we can quickly see and we understand that patience is needed and much required in dealing with one another. And what about in our lives when we're faced with undesirable situations? What about in those cases? In Romans 5, verses 3 and 4, we read, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. You know, somewhere along the way, we begin to realize these challenges are inherent in this life. As long as we're here, as long as in, we're in this world, we're going to be challenged. We just are. We've been told that. And it's going to require a certain amount of patience on our part to live through those things. We develop patience for those situations through gaining experience as those things happen over and over. And we develop a cycle in our lives. We're met with a challenge. We meet with that patiently. We deal with it. We do what we must do. We make the decisions that we have to make. And we can overcome those challenges. But without patience, we never experience the hope that was intended for us. We never experience that. Because we don't have the patience that's required to, to overcome those things. In Romans 12 and 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. You know, there has to be hope in anything we do. We've discussed that before. 
If I don't have hope of something, there's no way I'm going to do anything. If I don't have hope of going to work and earning for my family and earning for the things that I need in this life, why in the world would I get out of bed to go and do that? We have hope of, in anything that we do. And you think of any task that you do. If there's no hope in accomplishing, some, in accomplishing something or gaining something, we don't do those things. In Romans 15 and 4 it says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. You know, I was speaking of those situations from the Old Testament here. Through those stories and examples, we see struggles they faced followed by fulfillment of God's promise. Over and over and over, we see those things. When God's people were met with challenges, they overcame them. They received whatever promise it was. They were met with another challenge. They overcame that. They received the promise. And we see that cycle continued and continued in a theme throughout the Scriptures where when people did and strove to serve God, they received whatever promise that was. You know, sometimes we approach situations with fear and doubt when it should be met with boldness and resolve. We're equipped to handle these things. We've been taught what to do in these things. And we should meet those challenges as God would have us to do. We face struggles we don't want to go through, don't we? There's things in this life that we'll deal with that we simply don't want to deal with. And we need to go through those things, and we hate to come through those things because we can't see the end outcome, can we? Many, many times in our lives, we don't know what the end result will be, do we? Yet we have to go through those things. In 2 Thessalonians 1 and 4, so that we ourselves glory in you and the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. We hold up as an example of what grace of God can produce when communicated to honest and faithful hearts. What a thing to be said of you that others might look up to you and how you handle troubling situations. That's what was said of these individuals. They looked at them as examples and we looked for their strength in these things. You know, not that we do that for the glory of man, but to have somebody look at you and say, I sure do like the way you handled that. I hope to someday have that sort of control, that sort of patience to deal in those situations. That's what these individuals did. When we read of them, we see the things that they overcome and we're fascinated by that. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 14, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them, that are, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. You know, this speaks of three categories of men within the church, doesn't it? The unruly are those who struggle to do as commanded. You know, there's some people that struggle with things. They struggle with the, to keeping the commandments. And those are the ones that we're supposed to help. We're supposed to help them do those things. And the feeble-minded, you know, this isn't an insult. If somebody were to call you feeble-minded, you'd probably be insulted by that. In this case, it doesn't mean what we typically think that to mean. It just means somebody that's less patient. Or somebody that sees the struggles as being overwhelming. You know, I read one commentary on this verse, and it said it's, it's sort of explained in, in a, a military sort of, sort of uh, structure. 
And when it talks about the, the feeble-minded, it talks about those looking at, at the enemy and how many their, their numbers were, or whatever weapons they had, and feeling overcome by that. When we look at this life, there are several things that we look at. They seem impossible to overcome. And that's what it's talking about when it talks about being feeble-minded. And I'm sure we can all relate to that at one time or another in our lives. It talks about the weak. You know, some are weak overall and some are weak in some areas. And probably all of us can relate to that second part there. Weak in some areas, at least. We all have challenges. Challenges in one area are bigger for some of us than challenges in another area. Your challenges are not my challenges. And so that's what it's talking about, being weak in those areas. But supporting these individuals will take patience on our part, won't they? That's part of us being here as a congregation, as brothers and sisters in Christ, lending support to one another. It goes on to say, be patient toward all men. And that's not just the people in this building, is it? That encompasses all of our fellow, fellow man and the things that we would do to help overcome that. You know, Britt Doty once told about helping an alcoholic beat his addiction. And he, he described how tough that was. And I can only imagine how tough that would be. And that even though I be he believed this person was really trying, the addiction just kept pulling this guy back. It just had such a strong hold on him that he struggled to overcome that addiction. And Britt really felt like the guy was trying. And it, as they studied together, as they counseled together, he even helped him financially. He really felt like this guy was trying, but the addiction just kept pulling him back. You know, that's something that we struggle with, isn't it? We struggle to understand that situation, how something could pull us, at our, pull us away in our lives. But you better believe it took patience to overcome that. It would take extreme patience to overcome something like that. And it's no less challenging for us to help each other overcome whatever struggles we face. In Hebrews 10 and 36, it says, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. You know, people who talk about patience often talk about waiting on God. And they're often referring to 2 Peter 3 and 8, where it talks about a thousand years being one day, one day being a thousand years. We've all heard that verse. But I don't think God loses track of time. I really don't. What, whatever concept he has of time, I don't think he gets confused and, and leaves us on the back burner just to endure things in this life until, oh yeah, I remembered, I left him. I don't see it that way. This is another reason I believe patience is necessary to, to please God. Now I read somewhere along the way in this study that patience and perseverance are nearly the same. I'd have to disagree with that. I don't think patience and perseverance are nearly the same thing, and I tend to disagree with it. If I persevere through something, then I can just suffer through it, and eventually it'll be over. And sometimes we approach things that way, don't we? We sometimes call that white-knuckling something. You know, you just get so worked up that you just grasp your fist, and your, your knuckles go white because the blood runs out of them, and you just persevere. You know, too many times... We see young kids, especially young boys, when playing. How many times have we seen where whatever they're doing results in somebody having to get hit with a ball? You know, I've seen 
Logan and some of his cousins play, and they'd play ping pong. If you made a mistake, you had to sit there and let somebody hit you with a ping pong ball. Seems ridiculous, doesn't it? But when you're young, you do what you got to do. And they would stand there and they would grasp their fists as tight as they could and wait for that ball to come. Is that the way we approach life? Let me just white-knuckle this situation. We go from one situation to the next and to the next. God didn't intend for us to white-knuckle life. But now patience allows us to approach things with a level head and seek guidance on solutions and problems. We're so blessed to have grace that God gives us. But we don't always exercise the full, the full gift that comes in grace, do we? You know, see, we all can agree that through grace, God has extended forgiveness. And for all the wrongs that are in our life, He's extended that grace and forgiveness. And we understand that. And we fully believe that. But there's another piece of grace that we tend to forget. When we ask God for God's grace and forgiveness, He will grant it. And we've got to believe that. We've got to believe that He'll grant that to us. But the other piece of that grace is the patience and strength not to keep making those same mistakes. Not to keep making those same mistakes. And we've got to draw from that and know that He doesn't want us to white-knuckle life. He wants us to meet it with boldness and overcome the things that we deal with. And when we find ourselves in difficult situations, that part of His grace will strengthen us to endure whatever we face in life. You know, I like to watch a show on TV. Here recently, I've kind of watched a lot of it. And I was watching a season the other day, and there's there's this one certain individual. And, and on this show, they take ten people. They get a, about ten items or so. They drop them in some undesirable environment, and they're supposed to... They're supposed to uh, survive as long as they possibly can, and they can't see each other. And part of the thing is they're trying to show people that, yeah, you've got the survival piece under control, but can you deal with isolation? And you can just tell from these people it's not an easy thing to do because they don't see anybody the whole time they're out there. They can't mingle with one another. It's them and them alone. And they face the elements. They face um, wild animals you know, providing for themselves, whatever it is, they've got to do that on top of the isolation. And so I watch this thing, and it becomes evident there's one guy there that he just has no patience. You know, he, he gets completely overwhelmed anytime something hits him. And so one day he's out on the rocks fishing, and he hadn't eaten in three days. Now that, that'd be enough for me right there. I, three days with no food, yeah, my patience is worn pretty thin. But he's out there on this rock, and he's trying to fish. You know, he only gets 10 items, so he only has basically the hook and, and the line, and that's what he's got because he's trying to, you know, get all the items that he needs. And he goes out there and he throws it in, and oh my goodness, he's got it in a fish. And he is so thankful and grateful for this fish, as you can imagine you would be after three days. And he pulls that fish in, and he's thankful for it, you know. And so he says, well, if I can catch one, I can catch another one. And he takes that tackle, and when he throws it out, he throws it line and all. There went his fishing tackle. And this guy blew a gasket. He got so mad, he kicked his first fish back in the ocean. And that wasn't enough. He stomped around till he fell in the water. 48 degree water. You can't survive long in 48 degree water. And the whole time you're watching this, you're like, just calm down. Calm down. Have some patience. 
So easy to see that in others, isn't it? We see others and we immediately recognize the need for patience. The need to step back and just take a breath. But when it's us in that situation, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to do what we need to do. It's amazing how easy it is to recognize in others or in someone else. And don't you think God looks at us that way at times? He looks at us, he said, good grief. How many times am I going to put you in that same situation? You deal with it the exact same way. You know, Brother Matt probably tell you about dealing with animals. I've heard a lot of those stories. <laughs> They'll try your patience over and over and over. It's something for each of us. There's something in every one of our lives that is exactly the same way. We meet that situation and we make a choice. Are we going to show patience? Are we going to do what God would expect us to do? Or are we going to let emotion overtake us? Hopefully it's not the latter. In Hebrews 12 and 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, we've got to be patient if we're to get through this life the way God would have us to. We read this verse a lot of times independently of the verse, verses previous to it. That's most likely because it's the first verse of the chapter. But if we look back, the word there, wherefore is an inference to the previous verses. And this is talking about drawing strength from those examples of those individuals to run patiently your race. We've got to be patient in that race. There's going to be obstacles that we have to overcome. And this is talking about drawing strength from those examples. Because it took faith for every one of these people to accomplish what they did. It also took patience on their part. You know, Zane and I were talking the other day, and I told him, you know, nobody wants to be the small business owner in the beginning. Nobody wants that job. Because you look at it, and it seems like these people struggle, you know. Whatever they're doing, they're going to struggle a little bit in the beginning. And there's really no tangible reward in the beginning either. Because they struggle financially, physically, mentally. It seems like all the finances they have go toward driving that business. And it's just hard to overcome those things. But you wait three to four years and you look at somebody that focuses on that, developing that business. And there's a lot of people that want to be that individual, isn't there? There's a lot of people that want that because now they see the tangible rewards that come with those things. And that's that way in life. We're going to overcome struggles. We're going to be met with obstacles. And it depends on how we overcome those things and how life will seem to treat us. In James 5, in verse 11, Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. You know, I remember Mom saying as we were growing up, Ye have heard the patience of Job. Oh my goodness, if I heard that once, I heard it a thousand times. We've all been there. 
And we've all thought about the patience of Job and what he saw. And I, I can't imagine the patience it took to be in Job's shoes. I can't imagine that. The things that he overcame. And we didn't necessarily like hearing, ye have heard the patience of Job. But what we really wanted to hear is, ye have heard that the end is near, referring to whatever situation had befallen us at the time. We wanted to hear, it's about to be over. Whatever it was. Virtually small event at the time, I'm sure, you know, being young kids. But it taught us a lesson that we've got to meet these situations with patience. This is really what I want us to get from the study this morning. We know the whole line of things Job endured, along with the list, uh, the list from Hebrews in the Old Testament. You know, Sarah was 90 when she bore a son. Waited that long. Moses took a hundred years to build the ark. The children of Israel wandered in the, in the wilderness for 40 years. Jacob waited seven years for Rachel and then seven more. You know, when we became Christians, we didn't sign up for instant gratification. We need to understand that. That's not what we signed up for. We signed up for having a Savior to forgive us of the sins that we've had in our lives, to strengthen us in those times of challenge. That's what we signed up for. And if we understand that and we draw from that, then our lives can be much easier. We just need to draw from the strength that he can give us. 1 Timothy 6 and verse 11, it says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meanness. You know, when it talks about fleeing these things, it's talking about discontentment. But it gives us some good admonition here as well. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Patience is there among other things that truly should guide us in our lives. Righteousness and godliness, a thorough conformity of the image of God and a mind of Christ. Love to God and all mankind. Patience in all trials and afflictions and meekness. Bearing up with an even mind under all adversities and contradictions. These are the things that should consume us. And as we reflect and as we think about the things that we're going to do in this life, think about moving forward from here. Those times are going to come. Those challenges are going to come. Whatever we we're met with, I pray we'll meet it with patience. I pray we'll meet it with prayer and understanding of the Scriptures and see that pattern of God's people, how over and over and over as they were met with those things, they were able to overcome it and receive whatever promise was in it for them. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.